Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the first inaugural show of the D-League tip-off show here on Block Talk Radio. Had a tad bit of technical difficulty there at the opening. Don't know what that was. We'll figure that out for your next show coming up. But it's great to be back here with my guy from CSNNW.com, College Basketball Insider and Golf Insider. And he knows his NBA D-League hoops talk. Greg Crawford joining me tonight. Hey, Jovan, it's great to be on with you. I love doing shows with you. You're so talented. And I love talking D-League basketball, any type of basketball from high school up to the NBA. But I love the D-League, and there's a lot of exciting things going on in the D-League, and I hope we can cover them in depth. And, of course, we go uh, 52 weeks out of the year, correct? So we don't stop. No summer breaks with us. Yeah, no summer breaks at all. If you remember, guys, when me and Greg first started doing shows, we literally started in the summer and just kept on going. So as he's right, it's basically 52 weeks a year. We don't stop. We always bring you the latest in the hoops world, and especially in this time in the D-League, which, has, as Greg has said, is becoming a very popular sport. And I think Greg said this best, a couple. I think it was last year, when he talked about the U2 partnership, I, I would have to agree, Greg, that you would think that the U2 partnership has really helped the D-League expand itself. You know, it really has, Jovan, and the quality of the games is really good. I mean, sure, it's not the big picture that you want when you're sitting there with the 54-inch screen or whatever, but you can hear the announcers really clear. Uh, you can kind of really follow it, and... I think as we move forward in the next 20 years, we're moving more towards streaming and look at the Olympics. It's going to have a 1,000 hours streamed live. And so I think it's a brilliant move by the D-League to do that. And uh, I I think they're just going to keep it up uh, for quite a while. Uh, And I know that it gives you an opportunity like you and I uh, when we can get have to watch a basketball game somewhere else we can come home and watch a D-League game. Yeah, definitely, because, you know, with the D-League games, if people don't know, they are basically at any time of the day. The earliest I think I saw I saw a game was at 11 o'clock in the morning. That's the earliest, yeah. and they'll go as late as 10 o'clock for the West Coast games. So, I mean, it, you're, and another good thing is they're always they're always accessible from – you can either go online and access YouTube if you have the YouTube app, which I do, 
on a lot of devices that I have. You can just search the D-League and you can find it on there. And also, if you download their D-League Center Court app, you can access live games, stats, everything right off the app. So they're definitely the expansion of them on YouTube has really grown the game, and I'm glad to see it because if we remember the D-League when it first happened, not many people, not a lot of people knew about it. It was only seven teams, seven teams basically in like Greenville, South Carolina, you know, not a lot of big places. And now you're starting to see the D-League pop up in these not-so-major markets, but there is some in major markets. Yeah, there is, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, even you take like tonight's, you know, the big game uh, the Defenders, the Los Angeles Defenders, uh, they beat Bakersfield 155-140. to 140. Uh, the defenders had 26 three-pointers go on. Uh, pretty incredible. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Pierre Jackson having 58 points uh, last night. And, you know, that was incredible. So you've got a lot of players, and you throw into that, that 128 players, uh, you know, on NBA rosters have participated in the D-League at one time or another. I mean, people better start paying attention to D-League. And I'll say one more thing, and I'd love your comments on everything I just said, but, Jovan, the, the interesting thing is I keep hearing from a lot of people in the NBA that they're really looking, you know, at the, at the D-League coaches as, you mm-hmm. know, being the next coaches in the NBA as compared to, you know, it used to kind of be assistants or whatever. But the D-League coaches are so uh, in tune with roster changes that it makes them a prime candidate to be coaches in the NBA. You, that's an excellent point because um, I read some. I read it on. I read something on Ridiculous Upside, which is SB Nation's uh, D-League blog, and their general manager said that. You know, they said that the defenders. You know, they play basically in the same facility as the Lakers the same practice facility, and both sets of coaches work with each other. The coaches from the defenders and the coaches from the Lakers all work together, and they try to run the same style of offense. So when players do get called up from the defenders, like a Manny Harris or a Ryan Kelly, the offense doesn't change for them. It's the same kind of step. And then it's also cool what they said, that, you know, those players and the defenders, for example, you know, they get they're being looked at by by, by, you know, Dan Tony because he's basically, because their games, when the Lakers aren't playing and the defenders are playing, so they, he could be in the box looking right at them because the owner's office is sitting, I mean, uh, GM's office is sitting right there staring at him. So I think that's really good with that, and I think that that could be the next in line because you're seeing a lot of coaches picking up their experience because the game, you know, you have, you're, you're basically developing players, and that's what we need more in the NBA. We need, we need, we need coaches to help develop players, especially young players. Because a lot of young players don't have that mindset of what to do when they get in the NBA. They need that development, that that mindset to help them become a professional, become a good, a good, a great professional basketball player. And you're seeing that in the D League. You know, even though the records might not be good, but it's not more. It's not more than the records. It's more of how the player develops. And when we look at a player development, you mentioned a great player, Pierre Jackson, who was drafted in the second round in this past year's NBA draft. And you look at him now; he's he's basically blowing the D League by storm, playing for your Portland Trailblazers affiliate, the Idaho Stampede. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Idaho um, 
they're not having the best of years. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not the worst of years, Jovan. They're they're in the eighth playoff spot, uh, and they're uh, of course they are at sixteen and twelve. So that's that's okay. Um, you know, ten and eight at home, uh, six and six on the road, uh, and you know they well, they've won two straight now. But I think it's the excitement. It goes back to the AAA. Uh, baseball thing where where you could really get attached to seeing somebody. I mean, you know, I'll, t- I'll take it a step further for all the people listening in Philadelphia. You know, we, in the Portland Beavers AAA team, we got to see Juan Samuel and and all those great Philly players like in 1983 uh, that went up and, and played so great with Philadelphia. And, and the D-League is the same thing. People don't forget that. I think it's mm-hmm. an added attraction to the NBA, and I've always thought it's been wonderful. And something we can't forget, Jovan, is it's a great training ground for NBA referees. Mm-hmm. That's another excellent point. You're you're right. It is a good training ground for the NBA for the for for the for referees because in a D League, unlike the NBA, the NBA is more of a slower pace than a D League. We watch, as we saw, games that go in the 140s to the 150s, even touching 160 if you're the Rio Grande Valley Valley Vipers, if you want to score that many points. But, you know, their game is more faster paced, so you have to be able to make the correct calls. And when you're doing doing something, when you're being a referee, so I think you're right. The D-League is a good breeding. The D-League in general is just a good breeding ground and minor league system for the NBA. It may be more leagues might start trying to copy that and better and try to model themselves after that with hopefully more expansion of the teams, which I did read before. And I think you got, I think, Greg, you probably got some comments on about having more affiliates or about the single affiliates. Yeah, I think that we, you know, that's, I think that that could be a real goal of Adam Silver, the new, um, NBA commissioner replacing David Stern the first of the month. Uh, and I think, you know, maybe that's something he'll really is going to take a look at hardware. Uh, D-League teams are single affiliates. Uh, they don't have a mixture of clubs. And I think that really makes for excitement. You know, that helps build rivalries. Uh, that helps build a future fan base. Uh, there's all kinds of things involved with that. And uh, I I don't see the D League going backwards. I think it's I think it's here to stay, and I think it's going to be successful, uh, and is successful at the present time, and continue to be successful in the future. You know, Tomani, just maybe real quickly, and I'll go through this real quick, and then uh, you can take it away. Is the the West Division is Santa Cruz, Los Angeles, Reno, Idaho, which is in Boise, Bakersfield, then the Central Division is Rio Grande Valley, Falls, Iowa, Texas, Austin, and Tulsa. And then the East Division is Canton, Fort Wayne, Maine, Springfield, Erie, and your Delaware team. And I might add that Fort Wayne uh, was one of the, I believe, original members of the NBA, the Fort Wayne Pistons. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're bringing back a little bit of history here, too. You're right. They are bringing death. You dare bring. They're definitely bringing back history. I mean, you you mentioned Fort Wayne. You know, they haven't Fort Wayne hasn't probably seen professional basketball since the since the actual Fort Wayne Pistons. 
and when you and you mention all the teams that are in the uh that are in the D League, you know, there's not many from the original D League that started the Arkansas Rim Rockers, the Fayetteville Patriots, the Florida Flames, the Fort Fort Worth Flyers are still around but they're a different name. Greensville, Mobile, Roanoke, they're all not around no more. But you see, when the league developed from no amount of teams to something real bigger than that, you know, we have now more teams. And, you know, the, now you're seeing, you know, you're seeing the certain teams now have their own affiliates. You mentioned Idaho. They're, they're, the, single, they're the single affiliate with the Blazers. Or Austin. Look what the job that San Antonio has done with their with their uh with their affiliate with uh with Baines down there, Corey Joseph, DeColo, getting experience down in Austin and, and you know, a great thing about some of these things about some of these affiliates is they're in the same state as a lot of these other te- a lot of their professional teams. So it's not quick to make a call up or a call down. And then you have Santa Cruz with the Warriors, they're single A. I mean they're a single affiliate. People are saying single A for some reason. Sioux Falls, the Heat Springfield Armor, the Nets, the Canton Charge, Cleveland, Delaware, the, the, the Sixers, Maine, Celtics, Texas Legends, Mavericks, Tulsa, the Thunder, Reno Bighorns, the Kings, the Airy Bayhawks, the Knicks, and the Rockets in Rio Grand Valley. So you're seeing, you're now starting to see teams starting to take that single affi- single affiliate type of notion, but then you still have a few teams. You have one, two, three about three teams, three D-League teams that have a multiple amount of NBA teams basically trying to share the same players. And, you know, I think it's really important, Jovan, is that, um, you know, uh, how do those teams rank in the standings? Mm -hmm. If you take a look, if they have multiple NBA teams rather than the single affiliate, does it have a bearing on the standings? And it really doesn't have that great a bearing uh, on the standings, because I think in the D-League, uh, you're really going to see players like Pierre Jackson who can carry a team. I mean, he mm-hmm. can will a team to victory, and that's all you need is one or two players, and that's kind of the whole idea behind it. I mean, I get excited talking about the D-League, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's really terrific, and uh, you and I both love basketball, and, and you know, it's kind of, I even remember, you know, back when the Eastern League, you know, was kind of like the D-League at that time, and it was basically back east, but uh, it was a pretty powerful league, and uh, it was it was another thing where it's a training ground for coaches, and and a lot of players uh, got their got their start in that Eastern League, and then referees did too. They'd work mm-hmm. there, make a little extra money, and. And powered up, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I think didn't Bill Jackson start in the D League as a coach? I would I would think so if I'm not mistaken. I know there's a lot of players or coaches that actually have gotten their start in D League, and you might be right. Like if you go in the D, if you go in their D League alumni info on their website, they have a lot of alumni info that you wouldn't think a lot of players. A lot of players that are in the NBA now are making strides. They have uh, down there uh, Terrence Jones, who you know very well, very familiar of, the product from right. Kentucky, had some time in the D-League. Uh, Martel Webster, Ramon Sessions, Kendall Marshall, who 
we know in the beginning of the season couldn't stick with the Sun, was waiting for a phone call, got a phone call with the 87ers, redeveloped his game, and now he's starting. Now he's on the now he's on the LA Lakers. You know, it's it's crazy that you see how 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 this league has sort of transformed players, and you just look at the list, like you just go down the list, and there's so many players, so many great players. Juan Jose Barea's on that list. Jordan Farmar, Sean Livingston. Danny Green, who was a hero in the in the finals last year, that was your like biggest claim to fame. Look at Danny Green and how he's performing with the Spurs. I mean, you're, I, I I have to agree with you. The D League for players, coaches, referees is going is going up. And if people want to criticize the D League, you know, you mean you know this the best that people will try to criticize the D League because they do not play defense. I think that's true. I think that that's going to be the biggest stumbling block uh, for people criticizing it. But I think you got to keep in mind there that that the players in the D-League are all players with a lot of offensive potential. And mm-hmm. that's kind of why they're in the D-League. Uh, it's kind of reverse. Uh, it, it's pretty easy uh, to come in and fit into a defensive system, uh, uh-huh. in my mind. But, um, you know, when these guys are offensive players. They're going to learn the defensive system when they make it into the NBA. And one uh-huh. other thing that I think we bears worth mentioning, Javon, is the fact that, like McCollum with the Portland Trailblazers, when you have an injury, you're going to yeah. go down to the D League and, and kind of like rehabbing in baseball. Right, and I definitely like, and I like, and I like that idea personally. I really like that idea, you know, to for the NBA players to go down to the D League to rehab because there's not, there's only so much you can do in practice. Practice is really not game speed, and if you want some real, true game speed, it might not be NBA speed, but it's speed enough that you'll have to keep up and get your conditioning down. And we've seen that this year. I think, um, yeah, you're right. McCollum did that for, did that with the Stampede. Which which helped him tremendously because he was out for a long time, so you know that helped him get his legs under him. And then I think Rajon Rondo he asked himself, the Celtics didn't ask. He asked himself, can he go to can he go to Maine and rehab with the Radcliffe? And then there was I think Amari Stoudemire when he was injured last season went to go practice with the Bayhawks, and then there was rumors when Kobe was injured when he first got injured was he practicing with the defenders, and now with the Sixers. Arnett Moultrie is down there with the Delaware 87ers getting conditioned in because he's still trying to get his legs on because he hasn't played this season. And, you know, he's doing well, 21 minutes in his first game back, 17 points coming off the bench. It's a good it's a good rehabbing ground, which will now give another element to the league and make it that more make that much more appetizing to look at because you can say, oh, my player's not playing, but look, he's playing in the D-League. I might live in a certain state and can't get the league pass, but I can always go on YouTube and watch them play. Very good. Yeah, great analysis there, Jovan, what you just said. And um, I, w- I did want to mention that the L.A. Defenders, uh, once again, if case you're just joining us, uh, beat Bakersfield tonight, uh, 155 uh, to 140. Cunningham at 31 for Bakersfield. Uh, Williams at 27 for the Defenders. Uh, the leading scorers, 
And then uh, another final tonight was uh, Erie beat uh, Fort Wayne 97-95. Uh, Howard led the scoring for Fort Wayne with 25. And as you mentioned, Jennings uh, had 17 uh, for Erie. So that was the action uh, tonight. And then tomorrow, uh, February 6th, there's going to be two games in the D-League. Uh, you're going to see... Well, I just lost my screen here, so I apologize. Uh, I can't, I can't pull it up. But anyway, um, two games tomorrow, and uh, the D League always has a lot of action. Always mm-hmm. fun, very, very entertaining. Definitely, and the two games that you will be seeing tomorrow, they will be starting early time, Eastern time, eleven. There will be a game at eleven and eleven thirty. Tomorrow, and that will be Sioux Falls taking on Iowa, and Springfield will take no, excuse me, Maine will take on Canton, and Sioux Falls will take on Iowa tomorrow. Eleven and eleven thirty tip-offs here, so two early games tomorrow. I hope people are ready to watch those kind, of, ready to watch basketball at eleven eleven thirty in the morning. Yeah, I think we're all ready to go. Um, you know, so anyway. Um, it, it, it's it's basketball that I think people beyond the basketball junkies can watch uh, because, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, Jovan, you're going to see future stars. Uh, we're going to be breaking down more of the teams as we go along. And mm-hmm. I think another thing we need to do, uh, Jovan, we maybe need to develop our little T-League power, power rankings. How's that sound? The best nine teams in the T-League. And have a D League player of the week. And maybe like a D League coach. I like that. I I'm I would be down for that. I have no problem sitting down, analyzing giving my power rankings. I know you yourself are like the the power rankings king. Every time I read something it's always a power ranking from Greg Crawford, so you know. I'm all down for doing power and getting a player of the week because, you know, there's so many stories out there that a lot of people can't get to, and, you know, we can uncover those stories for them. Absolutely, and uh, and we'll bring on some guests from time to time in the last 15 minutes of our program. So uh, I know the gentleman that covers Canton uh, fairly well, and it could follow on Twitter. And uh, speaking of that, how can people follow you on Twitter, Jovan? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jovan10. That's at J-O-V-A-N-1-0. And I basically tweet about everything, all sports. And if there's a D-League game on, best believe I'll be tweeting it, watching it, conversating Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you are a great follow on Twitter. A lot of informative, innovative, and uh, really fun tweets that you put out. And if people want to follow me, it's at WC Hoops. Just like it sounds, the letter W, then C, uh, and then Hoops. And there's no periods in there, any of that under hashtag or any of that garbage underscore. I meant not hashtags. Uh, but WC Oops, and then they can also follow me at Cross Sports Business, and that's C R A W S S P O R T S B I Z business. But uh, for sports business news, and then at WC Hoops for everything basketball. 
And, of course, they can also read at me on csnnw.com all the time. I love working for Comcast Sportsnet. And, Jovan, you got a great website, Total Sports Live. Tell people about that. Yes, totalsportslive.com. We cover everything in Philadelphia from collegiate to the pro sport. And we also are trying to develop some other things, you know, put out there on Twitter a couple weeks ago, who wants to see D-League coverage on the site. So, you know, since we're total sports, we're not just a one group, and, you know, you gotta you got to branch, you got to brand out and branch off. So, you know, we're eventually going to start pulling that and going to basically start pulling that information in. As you'll see time from time on the site, we'll have little things up there talking about how Lorenzo Brown has been recalled or, reassigned, you know, this is his sixth assignment so far, and he's back with the Sixers again tonight, so, you know, whenever you need your Lorenzo Brown watch, we basically have you for that. Absolutely, that's really good, and you do a great job uh, with that site. Uh, You know, going back to the D-League, Jamon, I think that, um, I think the growth of the D-League, and I mentioned this a couple times on the program, is pretty phenomenal. Uh, but why don't you go over the way they set up their TV structure with YouTube? You talked about it. And how can people watch on YouTube the D-Link? Yeah, basically, when you you can either access their games either on their website. Like, if you go on, if you go on NBA.com backslash D-Link, you can click on the game, and usually at the top of the screen, it'll be like live stats or watch. You click watch, and it'll take you to the bottom of the screen, which you can actually play. They'll have a YouTube player embedded into the website, so you can watch games from there. And also, what they do have is, if you go on YouTube.com, just go on YouTube.com and search NBA D-League, their D-League channel will come up, and right there on their D-League channel, you got highlights from certain games. you got um, each player, player features on there as well. And you also got the live games. And you can go back, which is really cool since they're live games. You can actually go back and rewatch games. And because they're saved on the, they're saved, they're recorded. So you can always go back if you miss a game or miss the player, want to catch how the player's doing. You can always go back and watch that game. I might go back myself and watch Pierre Jackson's 58 points again since I didn't see it. I might go back and watch that. Um, but, you know, you can also access it on the YouTube app, searching NBA D League. And you, can also download the NBA, uh, the NBA D-League Center Court app, I think it's called. Download that as well. You can stay up on top of the D-League at any time, which I think is really cool for them. Jovan, I think uh, let's talk just a little bit closing. Pierre Jackson, 58 points. Um, mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. Anytime you break the 40-point barrier uh, in any type of game, uh, collegiate or professional, you're doing really well, but 58 points. Uh, I don't care how bad the defense was, or if there was no defense, to score 58 points in a basketball game is pretty terrific and phenomenal. And I think that um, he, watching him and watching his style and the way he plays, and I'd love your comment on this, I think he's capable of having a 60-point game, and I sincerely mean that. Yeah, I would agree. The, the little guy, you know, five foot ten, but plays with his heart on this plays with his heart on his sleeve. You know, humble guy. As you, as I've been reading, you know, just waiting for his moment. And you know, he plays with his heart on his sleeve. As I said, 
And, and you're right. I, I truly believe before the season's all said and done, he's going to put up 60 points. And it's going to get to a certain point. He's already developed like a cult-like following on Twitter with the free Pierre Jackson tweets. And Twitter blows up when Pierre Jackson plays. And he's an NBA D-League player, he's not in the NBA. So, you know, it's really cool to see that happen for the young man. And, you know, you hope that he gets his chance. I mean, if you're in New Orleans and you have an injured Drew Holiday, what are you waiting for? He, seriously, he has – he's he, the bad part is about this thing about him is that he he's under New Orleans rights. So he basically cannot go anywhere. So it's up to New Orleans. So, you know, if you're New Orleans, you got to make a move. Either you let the young man come to the NBA or you trade his rights. Do one thing because – what he's doing in the NBA D-League now is historic at this point. Yeah, very much so. So, uh, Jovan, as we close out tonight, we probably got about a minute left in next week. We're going to start with our power rankings. We're going to mm-hmm. do the top nine teams in the D-League. Uh, we are going to do D-League Player of the Week, D-League Coach of the Week, and we're going to make this the in- most informative radio program on the D-League in the country. Most definitely will be, and we're going to have all that for you and more next week. But, everybody, thanks again for tuning in to the first edition of the D-League Tip-Off Show. This is me, Joe Van Offer, with Greg Crawford. Make sure you guys, as we said, follow us on Twitter. And we'll be back next Wednesday, same time, same place, to talk about your NBA D-League action from all, all the teams across the country. Good night. Good night, everybody.